You're listening to Live Foreverish, a show dedicated to helping you live just a little longer. Here's your hosts, Dr. Mike and Dr. Crystal Gosser. Thanks for joining us again on Live Foreverish with Dr. Mike and Dr. Crystal. We now continue with part two of our discussion on toxic heavy metals with Dr. Shade. Wow. So how would we test for these things? Well, my favorite, now that we've got really good analytical technology, the, you know, our use of the ICPMS, the inductively coupled plasma mass spectrometry device has gotten so that we can see very low levels of the metals in blood. And that'll show you your main circulating levels of, uh, of these different metals. You know, people used to want to do challenge tests uh, and look at urinary levels and hair levels and stuff. But first to screen and just see where you are, you use blood as your main thing. Yeah. Yeah. And if you got problems, you know, you can start looking at urine, hair, even stool tests to see where excretionary problems come out. Yeah. I like that approach, Dr. Shea, because I know as a clinician, as a medical doctor, most of us are trained enough, at least in understanding blood levels of a lot of these yeah. toxins. And if we see abnormalities there, then we can go to the experts like you who can help us maybe dig in a little deep. So I, I think that's a great place to start. And it's not too expensive either, right? I mean, I mean no. it's, it's a reasonable test, blood test to do. Yeah, no, it really is. And, you know, since we've come up with the blood spot testing, where you just prick your finger and drop it on this little card, uh, that's become so accessible. You don't need to go to a phlebotomist. You don't got to tap the vein. You, you know, you don't need special shipping. You can get that at home. Do it yourself and send it in and see where you're at. And you can yeah. monitor that over time. It's cheap enough now to do that as an annual test if you want. Yeah. Now, will they pick up on the different types of like, like the mercury you mentioned, the, the, the organic and, right, the different no, forms. That's going to do everything together in, in one form. Uh, and then if you're concerned about the mercury, you can go off and you can do, you can come to us at Quicksilver Scientific and do mercury speciation where we separate inorganic and methyl mercury and look at hair and urine along with it for, uh, for detoxification paths. And that's going to be more important when amalgams are your source of mercury because they're at a lower level in the blood and it's a special form. So then you need a more specialized test. Yeah. If, if fish is your source, the blood's a good way to go until it becomes a problem. Then we can look at distribution of different forms because the fish form will switch to the amalgam form and stuff. But for just like seeing where we're at, monitoring yourself over time, you know, this blood spot test is a great way to go. Yeah, I think I think you could, we could make an argument that this is a a yearly preventative test right up there with cholesterol, vitamin D, triglycerides, all, all those standard tests, right? Yes, absolutely. I, I think we need to start thinking of of where we're at with our metals, where we're at with um, some of these toxins. Uh, I mean, we just we just live in a different environment today. We have to start clinicians have to start thinking about this more. No, they totally do. And, and with a test like this, you also get to look at your nutritional metals. <clears throat> Excuse me. So copper and zinc and some mm -hmm. of the cofactor metals like selenium, those all come with that, too. And copper and zinc are, are interesting. This is to get back to something that Dr. Crystal was bringing up is, and we started in there, is when is a metal good and when is a metal bad? So something like copper, when it's deficient, is a real problem. 
But with, when it's in excess, it's almost more of a problem. In fact, excess copper can become a toxin as, as on its own, and it can become synergistically toxic with the other heavy metals, especially when it's greatly in excess of zinc. And so the ratio between right. copper and zinc becomes a really important thing. And on the blood spot, spot test, we do call that out. And so we want to make sure we have enough of these nutritional metals, but we also want to make sure that they're not imbalanced or, you know, we've got too much of them. Now, what are some nutritional strategies that you would suggest? I know you talk about, you know, glutathione as being one of those key internally produced antioxidants. I know catalase is another one. Are there uh, nutritional solutions um, that people can implement to try to lower that heavy metal burden? Yes. And so here we're looking at either, uh, there's, there's a couple of things that go into it, but if we're just looking at glutathione, then we'd look at glutathione precursors uh, or things that upregulate the whole glutathione system. So Glutathione precursors or direct glutathione, I'll put those together. So glutathione precursors like N-acetylcysteine or cysteine or a really high quality whey protein, those help you make more glutathione. Or if you think that the, the production of it is off, you can go right to a liposomal glutathione, which cheats some glutathione into the system. Then there's turning up the whole glutathione system. So what do I mean by the system? That means Glutathione production, production of the enzymes that go with glutathione. Maybe they're antioxidant enzymes like glutathione peroxidase. Maybe they're, in this case, detox enzymes like glutathione S-transferase links the glutathione onto the metals so that you can make this complex and that complex can be shuttled out of the system. And uh, those things that get upregulated like that can get upregulated by uh, a mechanism called NRF2. Uh, so NRF2 is called a nuclear transcription factor. So you'll have certain things that trigger it to move from the cytoplasm into the nucleus and then turn up all the genes that come around detoxification and free radical control. Yeah. So the things that upregulate that are things that people will talk about with detox, like lipoic acid, sulforaphane, some of the polyphenols like quercetin, uh, pine bark extract, all of these act to turn up this trigger for detoxification. So when we talk about a full detoxification program, like say for metals, we need something to build glutathione. We need something to turn up this whole mechanism called NRF2. And then this is where people go wrong with detox. They miss these last two parts. We need to turn up bile flow in the liver and we have to have binders in the GI tract. Yes. Why is that? Because the flow of toxins out of the liver is along the bile tree. Right. Every cell in the liver is fed by blood on one side and drained by bile on the other side. The toxins come in from the blood, are metabolized further, and then they're spit out in bile transporters with bile salts into the bile tree and they drain down into the GI tract that way. And, and if you don't you want them resorbed back in. Yeah. Well, two things now. One, in the liver, if you block the bile flow, they can't leave the liver 
and actually get dumped back into the blood. Because they'll build up in the liver, and then the liver's like, God, I can't handle this. And they dump them back into the blood, both the bile salts and the toxins. Mm -hmm. The bile salts make you itchy. So whenever you're getting itchiness and your skin's not like dry as heck, that's usually bile salts lodging under the skin. And then you might get rashes, and that's the toxins coming out. You can get lower back pain and, and head discomfort, you know, like you know, like neuroinflammation and anxiety. Mm -hmm. That's all toxins back flushing into the liver because you didn't couple detox to bioflow. But then if they do get in the bile and they get down into the GI, you need to bind them so they don't reabsorb in the GI. Mm. And that's the role of things like charcoal and clay or zeolite. There's one we make called IMD, which is thiol functionalized silica. So the same kind of chemistry as glutathione or as chelators like DMPS or DMSA on a little particle that just goes through the GI and carries catches all those. One of the things that was used in naturopathy that has that metal binding is uh, is chlorella. And it has that metal binding, it just doesn't have a ton of it. So you got to take a lot of chlorella. Uh, there's other things like that do binding as well. And even just dietary fiber. That's what I was going to ask. What do you think about fiber and Dr. Shade? Get ready. This is her. This is her expertise. She's going to quiz you on your fiber intake and everything. Here we go. Another check for fiber. So would that be like the soluble, insoluble, any type of fiber? I was. I've read that. Insoluble is more what we want here. So for binders, think about things that don't get absorbed. Like charcoal never goes into systemic circulation. Uh, Clays and zeolites don't, and they should not be taken down to a size where they do. That's kind of crazy. And so think of insolubles to gather and hold things and take them all the way through. So insoluble fibers are what you want there. And really what you want is a is a mix of different things. Mm -hmm. Charcoal gets certain things. It gets certain mold toxins. It gets a lot of pesticides, herbicides, volatiles like gasoline things. Then clays get other mold toxins that charcoal might not get and get different pesticides and herbicides that charcoal might not get. Uh, Fibers are are another grab bag. And Mm -hmm. so the more different kinds of binders, the broader the, the spread of different toxin chemistries you can bind and hold. Now, last question, um, because sometimes with detox, you end up moving, uh, losing the good and the bad. So like, you know, some of your your beneficial nutrients from your diet and things like that, mm-hmm. as you're kind of ridding out the the bad, uh, what do you think about that? And Well, that's your, that sort of story. There's, there's two things there. Uh, okay. Part is the old, like using pharmaceutical pharmaceutical chelators like uh, DMPS, DMSA, EDTA. They -hmm. drain a lot of zinc out of the system and a fair amount of copper out of the system. So you need to be replenishing with them. Detox in general, there's a use and there seems to be, you know, a general need for minerals and a little bit of a drain of minerals. So you need to remineralize a lot. Mm-hmm. But in general, you, you want to pulse detoxification. So you're pushing it, draining things out, and then replenishing. And so during detoxification, one of the things that works really well with detox is fasting. because And especially carb restriction. Because carbs 
drive that trigger mTOR forward, which is taking everything into mass. We're building mass. And then when we upregulate AMPK, which comes when we exercise or when we fast or when we carb restrict, we're, at, we're blocking mTOR and we're activating burning of fats. And so we're mobilizing fat-soluble toxins and moving things out of the system. We are now in metabolism and we're draining down the system. So when we want to do that right, we want to carb restrict and have moderate protein and fat's not a problem. Uh, but there, so we want to switch. We want a lot of fiber, a lot of vegetable matter and all different kinds of that. They're bringing in all kinds of beneficial things. And we want to not build mass. We want to drain mass. And even if you're just fasting or, or going keto, you're going to mobilize all these fat-soluble toxins and you need binders. That whole uh, keto flu thing is almost all mobilization of toxins. And you'll find you put good binders on board and that goes away. Part of it is minerals and you need electrolytes and minerals in there with it. But the lion's share of that comfort is toxins. Yeah. So we're talking with Dr. Christopher Shade. He's the founder and CEO of Crick Silver Scientific. I mean, I, I be, uh, Dr. Shade, I got to be honest with you. I think there's about five more podcasts here. I know. Um, <laughs> you know it's like so many, so many different directions we could go, and it's fantastic. So maybe if you don't mind, we'll have you come back on, and we can Absolutely. we can maybe tease and get a little more nuanced about each one of these yeah. kind of kind of systems. So this is a a great start. Let me let's just summarize with this. It, and, and I know this is hard, but we, we like to ask our guests to do this. In just one or two sentences, three sentences, what do you want the audience to know about detox, about heavy metals and how, and, 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 and how to handle it? Yeah, you could be doing so many different things good for your health, but if you don't address toxins, it's like wearing a proverbial lead blanket. And you're just trying to run away from this thing, but it's wrapped all around you and you can't get away from it. And taking that away, you know, it's like a military analogy. Taking things away will do more for you than all the things that you're putting into you. So that needs to be addressed first. And metals are some of the most pernicious and harder to get rid of. They really need a more focused program and they need a longer amount of time. So it's totally important to go and look at your status there one to know you you need to detox and two to know what's your metal status and if you have that to get a, you know a focus program yeah if you want to learn more about dr shade and all that he does you can check it out at quicksilverscientific.com and also dr chris shade all one word dr chris shade dot Com. I want to uh, thank you for coming on the show today. It's been fantastic. And don't forget, listeners, there's a ton of other podcasts at liveforeverish.com that you can check out. Please download and like and share and comment and please subscribe. That way you never miss a show. That's liveforeverish.com. I'm Dr. Mike. Thanks for listening.